Do you remember when leg things used to come in little eggs? They fucking do that still? <laughs> you should buy those. Leg things? Yeah. You know, no like pantyhose? Pantyhose, yeah. Little yeah. Eggs. <laughs> I went to the store and they were not in those. I, I, I needed them for like a sketch. So I bought them. Mm. But I was like, what's this bullshit? I wanted an egg. <laughs> but why isn't this like it was in 1988 when the last time I thought about these? Whatever it was. You didn't, you didn't even actually need the pantyhose. You needed an egg that size. I just wanted an egg, yeah. I was like, I need a little... Didn't know where else to go to get one. <laughs> you know, some guy with a big fat guy with a cigar came up with that. Big ol'. We're going to put him in eggs. Put him in a plastic <laughs> egg. Yeah, ladies will love eggs. I love Easter. Ladies got eggs, right? They, <laughs> <laughs> they pump those out, huh? They, they get it. They get it. Yeah. <laughs> Print it. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do the show. That's smart. <laughs> Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Welcome to Stab. It all gets worse from here. Let's meet tonight's panelists. Our first panelist is looking for a $50,000 investment for a 5% share of his indoor hang gliding business. He's an award-winning screenwriter and director. It's Nick Coleman. Hey. Our second, our second panelist sells butter sculptures of famous authors out of the hatchback of his avocado green 72 Datsun. He's the host of the Bad Flick Show. It's Alex Shoemaker. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Our third panelist has mistakenly high-fived seven different individuals he mistook for the lead singer of Smash Mouth. He's a writer, director, and performer for Squad Patrol. It's Marco Cabote. Hey, Jesse. Hey there. And I'm your host, Jesse Jones. Enjoy me once for breakfast, again for lunch, and then have yourself a sensible dinner. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're just one week away from Christmas, but lucky you, your gift came early. It's Stab! Let's meet your panel of presents. Nick Coleman. Hey, buddy. Hey, dude. How are uh, you? Oh, I'm I'm great, man. Yeah, it's I, great to be here. <laughs> I every I don't know if you heard that sentence being drawn out. Every time I do this goddamn show for the last however many months we've been doing it, uh, I I try to remind myself: don't ask people how they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good question. <laughs> I'm actually doing all right. Yeah, I'm a little tired today. Yeah, because I. Fucking spend five hours putting together a goddamn treadmill that was supposed to be already assembled. Well, I mean, how? What? I mean, some assembly, or did it say no assembly? Or it said no fucking assembly. All right, well. <laughs> they're supposed to carry it in, and I asked the delivery guys. I was like, "Is this? This was supposed to be put together already, right?" And they're like, "They just shrug the shoulders and then walk away." And I was like, "Fuck, man." You just plugged it in and started running on the box and didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> How do you work out? Hey, I'm fat. This seems unsafe. Well, I mean, like as I was saying, yeah, it's uh, it's your first workout with the treadmill. Is the putting it yeah. together. For sure. So what have you been up to here the last recently, Nick? How you been occupying your time? Uh, I've been doing a lot of writing, working yeah. on a screenplay. Uh, doing some editing training stuff and a little bit of side gigs here and there. And just watching a shit ton of movies and reading a book here and there. Sure. That's, that's about it. I mean, and I'm about to add running on a treadmill to that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you've already, you've already checked off assembling a treadmill. So <laughs> that, that to-do list is taking a beating. Uh, <laughs> well, cool. Uh, I'm sure we'll... Uh, be kept up to date with all the progress of your projects. Uh, Shit, yeah, man. I see stuff pop up every once in a while, some contests and all that sort of stuff. Looks like you're doing well out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's about time for uh, for us finally to make a, a feature. Nice. Sounds. Yeah, good. I was writing stuff, and but it wasn't shit that I could make, so that was like really bumming me out. <laughs> I was like, why am I writing? I don't want to be a professional screenwriter. I want to make this shit. So like, I switched gears. <laughs> 
now we're good. We're making it. We're making a feature nice. in like five years. You don't want to sell anything. You want to be an auteur. You want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just make your own shit. I get it. That's that makes perfect sense. Well, thank you for joining us again, Nick. It's been a little bit, but you're back. Thanks, man. <laughs> happy to I'm have you. Happy to be back. I love this show. Oh, that's awesome. We love you. Oh. No, he... <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, what do we get? Oh. I'm sincere. Sound like <laughs> Mar Marco interrupted by following us. Thank you, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's all right. I didn't know I did that. That's all right. I like to see just it. unfollowing yeah. and then following <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how he's going to punctuate all the bits. <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything as we do this show. I'm just going to type it into the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just cut, just copy and paste your bit right straight into the chat window. <laughs> You fucking read it. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Shoemaker, welcome, sir. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I think you yeah, said that before, but thank you. Absolutely. Happy to have you for the first time here. Mm. Trying to pull in as many new folk as we can here and there and get get some more get some fresh blood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for those of us who may not have been catching it every week, uh, let people know what the, the, the bad flick show is all about. Yeah, um, it's my uh, weekly show. Uh, I pull bad clips from uh, bad movies and then have uh, comedians, improvisers on the show to uh, comment, make fun of, uh, kind of like a mystery science theater, riff tracks have an idea, but just, yeah, short short clips. Yeah. Um, but we've had, yeah, really cool guests. Um, not uh, this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, we had Tom Dreesen, who, like, he had opened for, like, Frank Sinatra yeah. and... Uh, nice. We've had uh, comedian Jimmy Pardo, professional wrestler Colt Cabana, and uh, this yeah, it's kind of a wide variety as well as uh, your Sacramento favorites as well. <laughs> sure, I mean <laughs> you got to sprinkle those, you got to throw them a bone every once in a while. Keep them entertained. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, big fan of uh, of the riffing genre myself. Uh, keep threatening doing a riffing show one of these days one of these days <laughs> but that's awesome uh i haven't been able to catch as much of it as i would like because i'm always here but uh happy to see something awesome going on uh and that's what wednesdays uh yeah wednesdays at six um, over at the comedy spot cool cool correct, correct, yeah awesome well happy to have you sir hope you hope you had fun with the prompts um we will we will judge uh, how well they've gone. Uh, <laughs> no pressure, but uh, we'll see how long it takes to get you back. Marco! <laughs> no. No. Happy to have you, Alex. Welcome. Marco, sir, good to see you. Hey, Jesse. Hey there. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm doing great. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just see if we can get our voices higher and higher. That's what means you, you are. You're, just, you're doing good. Yay. Everything's great. Oh, so wonderful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from um, from fighting with uh, weird book publishers, um, what, what, have you been oh, up, yeah. what have you been up to for the last little bit? Uh, well, Squad Patrol did a show, and then I got removed from the internet, and we've been writing a follow-up show. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have a date, you could just keep doing that forever. Yeah. So uh, so we've been doing that, which has been fun. Um, other than that, I filmed a music video that'll oh, that'll shit. be out tomorrow for for Greg Greg Saban's oh, Christmas thing. Nice. It's it's pretty cool. And uh, and uh, similar similar to Nick, I got movie projects to finish. Sure. I got I got to do that. I shot something like three years ago, and I never put it together. <laughs> I got to do that, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I know how that goes. Yeah, it's like well, everybody, you're, you got you, you end up. Everybody's in quarantine. You're like, oh well, you know, at least I can do stuff, and you don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember how we were all supposed to come out of this with a new skill or uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> learning a language or. Everybody, we're going to learn how to macrame. Why would we just... Let, let's just sit here and be sad. Can we just yeah. sit here and be sad? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty early on, like, I was like, oh, I'll get out the guitar, you know, learn a couple of riffs, yeah. and uh, it's it's pretty thick, the dust that's on it now. It's, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. it's a constant reminder of how little interest I have in that up. Mm -hmm. The that's best thing a... I did in quarantine was I got my kids to watch the uh, original six Star Trek movies. <laughs> 
And they were like, these are amazing. And I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I feel like I, I'm done parenting now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean I've, I've like gotten back into video games for not like really being able to get into them for years. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I love this. Wow. Why, I didn't throw this. <laughs> Why did I just not play them for like years? Yeah. It's all of us just uh, just getting that wonderful bumming around free time that we've wanted for so long. And then somehow, somehow we've been able to turn on that too now. And we hate all this free time. Let me do things. No. Yeah. No, enjoy your free time. You're going to wish this again someday. Uh, all right. Let's, let's get into the meat of these potatoes. No, you're not wrong. That didn't make sense. Segment one. <laughs> Let's start with segment one, just out of tradition. Um, please take the following acronym and reimagine it. Who or what might it now represent? With the year finally, mercifully coming to a close in a couple weeks, it's time to start looking hopefully to the future. Or, I guess, if you're the Department of, the Deve of, the Department of Defense, to start looking dangerously to the future. They take aim at tomorrow with their FYDP, which used to be called the Five-Year Defense Plan, but is now the Future Years Defense Program, presumably because they didn't want to change all of those monogram towels. So I'm not asking you to think that far into the future, or necessarily about the future at all. Instead, why not give us who or what else FYDP might stand for or represent to you, Nick Coleman? What is okay. your? Yeah, what's your? Oh, sounds. That is the sound of ultimate confidence. <laughs> Nick let's no. hear. Let's hear your superb FYDP. You got it. Uh, so, uh, FYDP actually stands for uh, "Feeling Yardsight Doth Protest." Yardsight is a Yiddish word that means the anniversary of the death of a parent. And it's typically commemorated by the lighting of a 24-hour yardside can uh, candle. In the Jewish theater community, just the phrase, feeling yardside, came about when the Finnish playwright Pavo Haviko was asked to reboot Hamlet. We'll go into that. You see, in Finland, during the unpleasantness of the mid-90s, which enough has been said of that elsewhere, uh, during this time, theater was experiencing all-time low in attendance. And so, desperate to get butts in seats, Hamri Devenko, the president of the Finnish Yiddish Theater, looked to American cinema for inspiration. American cinema had been rebooting itself almost from the very beginning and stealing stories from plays, novels, and what, ins what inspired Hamri particularly was the movie Clueless, which is a modern retelling of Jane Austen's Emma. Uh, but his idea was to set Hamlet at a Danish horse racing track. And here's why. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> You see, Danes are to the Finnish what Valley Girls are to us. Valley overprivileged. And also, Hamri had a shitload of horses just sitting around, which I'll go into later. So to him, it was a no-brainer. Anyway. Scroll down. So, back to Pavo. He had greatly insulted Hamri years earlier by mistaking his wife for a man, and thus owed Hamri a huge favor. So when Hamri Devenko asked Pavo Haviko to write a reboot of Hamlet, Pavo had no choice but to say yes, no matter how much the mere thought of rebooting Shakespeare drove him into a blind rage. Unfortunately, uh, the world never got to see his reboot of Hamlet because Pavo, embarrassed by his treachery to good taste and the bard himself, set his script on fire and tossed it in a waste bin. Of course, the fire got out of control and burned down the Finnish Yiddish theater, which, side note, is where the term you're finished comes from, but I digress. Uh, Omri was <laughs> Omri was enraged, but what really pushed him to attempt to murder Pavo uh, was that Pavo blamed the fire on the yardside candle that Omri had lit for the anniversary mm. of his parents' death one year earlier. They had been trampled by horses at a Finnish racetrack, which consequently is how Omri got the horses after suing the horse track. And so the world never got to see Trotten in Denmark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In order to avoid tragedy between playwrights and theater, or theater owners specifically, mm -hmm. uh, specifically in the J Jewish theater community, the term filling yardside became a way for a playwright to foreshadow what would happen if he were to socially uh, be socially blackmailed into rebooting a classic without uh, directly... Oh, just said fuck you to that sentence. I don't know what I was going to say there. Uh, 
as most brilliant phrases do, filling yard site made it into the American screenwriting community, whereas bastardized into meaning this reboot I wrote is so bad I'm going to kill myself and leave my cho- children with one less parent. Uh, and of course, screenwriters being an insecure bunch because they're not smart enough to write novels, they added doth protest to the end so people would hear the Shakespeare reference and think they were smart enough to maybe at least one day be a playwright. And that is the origin of the acronym, Filling Yard Site Doth Repress, or fit. <laughs> All right. I mean, clearly, <clears throat> clearly, <laughs> FYDP. That's, uh, you know what? I stopped listening after. <laughs> After Finnish Yiddish. That's all I needed. <laughs> uh, I could just say it. I was just saying it over and over in my head. Your mouth was moving, but all I heard was Finnish Yiddish. Yiddish. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Wow. You're welcome. That's the history of uh, Finnish-Danish relations in uh, cinema. <laughs> I mean... Now who's got the pretentious book behind them? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Alex, let's hear your first foray into the stab of verse uh, with your FYDP. Yes, Jesse. Uh, so for this acronym, it's really taking back... Um, for like insults we always go to the mother you know hey uh you look dumb hey your mom you know it's all that you know your mom was so fat that whole thing finally this acronym comes into play uh taking down uh who should be taken down the father okay uh from your daddy's place okay that's what (laughs) fydp stands for uh somebody says oh well that's a pretty lame jacket where'd you get it oh from your daddy's place okay fydp uh oh you got a stain on your shirt where'd you get it fydp uh hey buddy do you want to take this outside uh fydp uh not outside i'm going to your daddy's place and when we get too loud because we're fighting i'm not going to be in trouble you're going to be in trouble because it's your daddy's place and he has work in the morning fydp (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Alex, from your nice. daddy's place. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's how you were born. You came out of your daddy's place, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, take dad down a peg. Fuck that guy. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Uh, Marco. What do you yeah. got? What do you got in terms of FYDP? Not to trample on where Alec went. <laughs> Alex went. But. You know, kids these days are always on their phone, and you you can't get them to say two or three words. You, you can't get two or three words out of them, let alone eye contact. And every time you're like, "Hey, son, this is your grandpappy, Herbert Wellington Jr." He fought the in the Pacific Theater during the WW2. They're always like, shut your throat hole, Dad. I'm watching Vine compilations and sharing spicy memes on Discord. And while it's true, the teachers can't see the bruises when they're remote learning, beating your children through through an alcohol fog just isn't called parenting anymore. That's why that's why this helpful parenting our parent parenting guide was right. created and, and it includes lessons with, oh my handwriting <laughs> and it has lessons on raising modern kids and one of those important lessons is internet acronyms that's how kids type swears without getting in trouble <laughs> like stfu stands for shut the fuck up mm-hmm. or gtfo stands for 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 get the fuck out <laughs> or why M-A-W stands for your mom's a whore, which is alternates to include your mom's a prostitute, trumpet, harlot, or winch. Sure. And the 2020 uh, bleeding edge of covert chat swears is FYDP. Fuck your dad proper. <laughs> As in, I'm so mad, I'm going to fuck your dad proper. As in... Mom's dropping the ball there. Someone needs to get 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 his hairy rocks off, and I'm gonna FYDP and spit in his mouth. <laughs> that's, oh, that's it. There it is. <laughs> 
Yeah, the patriarchy taking a beating. (laughs) (laughs) Had it coming. Fuck your dad. (laughs) Proper. (laughs) 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 Gonna gonna give dad them proper fucks. Oh, I made it worse. Uh, (laughs) 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 Thank you, Marco. FYDP. And that's reorganization. (laughs) Segment two. Pickup lines. Oh, we're going to keep on this <laughs> this tangent. This sexy, sexy tangent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's not easy catching the attention of that across-the-room somebody what's got your heart all a-flutter-like. you got to make a good, quick, memorable first impression. So by all means, throw together some half-formed thoughts while walking across the room to them and then fling it haphazardly from your face when you get close enough. That'll surely work out just fine. <laughs> The art of the pickup line, not an exact science, but take out a crack, <laughs> take a crack at it anyway, and give me three pickup lines to or from the following persons, places, or things. One at a time, one, 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 back around, two, two, two. Uh. <laughs> All right. I like these because I really don't know where they're going to go, and somehow I'm going to get smacked with obvious that's that's where it was going to go. That's, that's my favorite part of pickup lines. Uh, Nick. Let's hear your first of three to or from a toll booth operator. Let's hear it. Indeed. <laughs> from a toll booth operator okay. is the angle I took sure. on all three. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. I got to set up a visual for this first one real quick. Mm-hmm. So toll booth operator is completely naked in his booth with his fonts hanging out the window. <laughs> hey, girl. You can raise this. I'll raise that. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. Nick leaning heavily into the Yiddish in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a fast track pass? Is that a fast pass track? Are you just trying to make it really hard for me to hit on the... Nope. All right. Now I'm already barred with that one. Okay. Uh, all right. Final one, one. One at a time. One at a time, Nick. <laughs> Oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah. all right. Okay. That's all right. Now you can uh, you can whip one up with uh, schwanz in it so we can keep this Yiddish going. Uh, I, got <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh, Alex, your first uh, <laughs> oh, ah, to or from the ticket redemption prizes in a bowling alley arcade. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm... I'm Taking this angle of uh, the different prizes that sure. are in there. Um, first one's coming from uh, <laughs> the giant eraser. Uh, <laughs> so, attractive person comes up. Uh, hey there. Remember how fun giant razors are? Me neither. Get me out of this hellhole, please. <laughs> please <God>. Yeah. <laughs> you can take the pleading tact. It's still a pickup mm-hmm. line. <laughs> 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 Come on, you got exactly. to have 10 tickets. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, means you awful. suck at the arcade if you got the well, yeah. eraser. It's either, it's either that, spider rings, or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the parachute guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I would always go parachute guys. They're just too good uh, until yeah. they get tangled up the first time you throw them. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Marco, your first pickup line to or from Nintendo Power. Yeah. <laughs> hey, girl. You look like you need to know all the secret maps and power plays in Super Mario Three. I bet I could. Fi- I, I bet I could find all the whistles. <laughs> I remember where all the whistles were in Mario Three. <laughs> I, I bet you do. <laughs> I I also bet the issue is within reach right now. I, I did. I, Brett, Brett gave me a box of them. I didn't have any. He gave me a whole bunch of them, and I did. I went. I was like, "Oh, sweet!" And I went over and I just grabbed like three of them, and I was like, "Those are my games." <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, Nick. Um, I don't know if you if you burned through the second one while you. <laughs> while, I got while others. All right. So let's get let's get Nick's. Second, third, fourth, however manyth, uh, <laughs> from a pickup line from a toll booth operator. All right. 
Damn, girl, you must be Ernest Hemingway, for you are whom this booth tolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. More classy references tonight. This, <laughs> this show is way too classy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, 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 I'll uh, blow it up. Yeah, dumb it down for <laughs> us. <laughs> Finish theater and now Hemingway. Come on. Let, help, <laughs> let us keep up a little bit. All right. <laughs> Alex, uh, pick up line number two from Ticket Redemption Prizes in a bowling alley arcade. With this plastic bacteria written spider ring, <laughs> I promise to love you constantly with little reminders of little scrapes on the inside of the other fingers mm-hmm. uh, for about every 20 to 30 seconds <laughs> until you throw, you throw me away. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. I'll still love you. <laughs> the ticket prizes are definitely a short-term relationship right. <laughs> <laughs> and le- unless you're getting that spider ring in october that's barely going to last the right yeah. the car ride home nope, nobody's like i got a spider rings and i still have them <laughs> going strong like two years ago you I'm, never know they could be currency when <laughs> that's gonna be the future currency yeah after economic collapse. Yeah, it's going to be the weird fallout twist that yeah. we'll have. <laughs> you know what? We had a whole island of spider rings, Marco. How about you settle down? I do still have a bunch of spider rings, so I am a hypocrite. Yeah. I have a giant container of spider rings. You might use it again someday. I do. That's what I think every time I move them. I'm like, All right, maybe I'm going to use a giant thing of spider rings again. Or not. <laughs> Sketch writers can never throw anything away. Because <laughs> you might need that for a sketch. Yeah, you gotta. I don't know how many times I've had to buy something that I just recently threw away <laughs> for a sketch. Uh, Marco, second pickup line to or from Nintendo Power. Hey, girl. I got your full color fold out Zelda 2, the Adventures of Link world map right here, baby. <laughs> yeah. No, I beat that game. It's fucking hard. <laughs> it's maybe the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I took a picture with the ending screen and I beat it. <laughs> I honestly think in all of my career of gaming, I don't think I've ever actually beaten <laughs> like one game. Just like all the way. Just finish. Well, I'm a Twitch channel, buddy. Well, What's wrong with you? I was there. <laughs> I still don't have a crown in Fall Guys. I got nothing going on over here. <laughs> That's not where I belong. I just want you to have a Twitch channel where you like start to play, and you're, you're like, play Mario, and then you just fall, and then you're just like, God damn it, you just walk away. <laughs> just an hour of the, him just standing, just waiting on the menu. You're just yelling in the background, what am I doing? <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, you can swim in some levels, but not here? <laughs> Oh, real convenient, Mario Mario. <laughs> he used his proper, his Christian name. <laughs> Mario Jumpman Mario. <laughs> he used his middle name in his first appearance. <laughs> uh, Nick, <laughs> this meandering episode, get us back on track uh, <laughs> with your third toll booth operator pickup line. Okay. <clears throat> hey, girl. Nice tailpipe. I'm going to stick my schwanz in it. <laughs> I better. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I asked for direct. that. I asked for that, and I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are you. <laughs> I brought that evil here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Nobody, no, nobody stick any schwanzes in tailpipes tonight, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally or figuratively. Well, I mean, <laughs> unless you've got a really good friend. Uh, Alex. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you can't literally, obviously. Well, yeah. With consent. With consent, yes. On. Moving yeah. on. Uh... <laughs> Alex, your final mm. pickup line uh, to or from, probably from, a <laughs> ticket redemption prize <laughs> in a bowling alley arcade. Look, girl, I don't care that you're broken. This slinky 
is about to be broken when you give me to your little child, your little snot-nosed kid, okay? <laughs> but still love me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My history with Slinkies, too. These are all hitting home. Especially. Yeah. Very, yeah. 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 <laughs> These are real. On a personal episode of Stab. The gang is real. Yeah. Slinkies are always the saddest toy because you're always like, this is great. Oh, it's tangled. <laughs> Immediately. Oh, I just pulled it out of the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this didn't go down two stairs. <laughs> <laughs> also, the amount of times I got a slinky to go down just two stairs, I can't count on one hand either. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. No. And Marco, let's wrap up pickup lines with your third, uh, one will assume, from Nintendo Power. Hey, girl, Super Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back is about to drop, and I got an advanced copy for this review. How about we go back to my place? Blow on that thing. <laughs> Blow on that cartridge. <laughs> Slide it in that slot of your Super Nintendo. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Is it getting warm My understanding here? of pickup lines is just, hey, girl, and yeah. anything after that is basically the pickup line. It doesn't yeah, matter. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't still be blowing on those 40 years later if that shit didn't work all right yeah it works every time i don't know why one moat of dust will keep this cartridge from playing but it will <laughs> all right those were pickup lines yes we're only two-fifths of the way through i'm gonna try and streamline this uh, <laughs> let's get to segment three, one of my favorite new ones. It's recipes. Now, we all know uh, we're all the sum of our parts. We are the delicately balanced assemblage of ingredients which make the tasty, tasty pudding that is us. For example, snips and snails and puppy dog tails are universally accepted as what little boys are made of. While sugar and spice and everything nice is hella agreed what little girls are made of. So then, why not tell me what might make up these other various people, places, or things? Nick! <coughs> let's hear <laughs> let's hear your recipe for a do... You want the whole thing at once, right? Uh, no, one sentence, <laughs> one sentence at a time, then we'll go around. <laughs> yeah. <All laughs> yes, right. yes, please, the whole thing. Let me, let's hear your recipe for a doomsday bunker. Okay. Well, to make a doomsday bunker, you first have to be a guy named Leonard. Uh, if you are indeed named Leonard, it's imperative that you're not the schooling type. Uh, at least you weren't until you broke your foot demoing concrete and had to work in the office of the construction firm you work for. That's when you discovered the Internet. This isn't that long. Uh, you got to schooling real good. You learned how they faked the moon landing, how the Denver airport is a hub for the Illuminati, and that they put chemicals in the water to turn everyone gay. Uh, so you take your Leonard, your internet, and your conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. uh, an actual survival course is optional. Uh, it depends. Uh, but what is absolutely necessary is this. It's only a doomsday bunker if it's from the north central region of the U.S. or basically the most popular. Anywhere else, it's just a sparkling catastrophe chamber. <laughs> no, no, commit to that. That, that was yeah. working. <laughs> <laughs> it's only All a doomsday right. bunker if it comes from the region of doomsday Connecticut. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, it's just a sparkling apocalypse pit or an Armageddon hole. Those are some of my other options I yeah. gave myself. Oh, good. Right. That was it. Right. okay. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. <laughs> no, I'm done. Wanted to make sure we got them all there. I mean, because you could go on for a, another minute and a half. Just rattling off alternate <laughs> sparkling. Want to come down to my Armageddon hole? <laughs> oh no! Oh, I don't want to survive now. <laughs> I'll be out here with the radioactive mutants. <laughs> At least I'm free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least I know what they want. <laughs> Peel my skin off, boys. I don't want anything in the Armageddon hole. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nick. Uh, yeah, Alex, let's hear your recipe for an imaginary friend. Absolutely. You're going to go ahead and uh, warm, your, warm your oven up and um, 
get a pan out. And you're going to do a nice little bass, a non-stick bass of some sweet, lonely tears, okay? <laughs> that's, that's where you're starting off at. Don't want to make a mess here. Uh, <laughs> then you're going to start thinking about the coolest person you know. Maybe celebrity-wise, we all know that that person is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're moving in. You're, you're, you you, you want to let this imaginary friend know that you're getting rid of your old life and you, you want to present the best you. So you, you add in your Veggie Tales DVDs, your Bible Man DVDs, uh, <laughs> and get that all in there. Um, but make sure you give him a nice uh, catchphrase, you know, maybe like, uh, oh, snap, or forget about it, or like I always say, two kidneys are better than one. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and then you go... <laughs> Put it for a good 350 degrees. It's going to come out. And uh, it should last about a year unless you don't talk to anybody else or make any contact with the outside world. Then it could go a decade, decade and a half. Good. <laughs> yeah, you can really make that imaginary friend stretch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if, it's, if it looks like The Rock and says, hey, two kidneys are better than one. <laughs> man <laughs> what do you need real world contact for when you got that to come home to <laughs> i was thinking him saying it as whatever his character was in moana or whatever like that uh, you know it, it, it all makes sense sure. yeah not the fast and furious uh dwayne the rock johnson no <laughs> <laughs> the tooth fairy dwayne johnson Right. <laughs> I want my imaginary friend to be the rundown, the rock. <laughs> San Andreas, the rock. I'm, I'm, lo one. I'm looking for a walking tall rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all the kids do. They just pick whichever rock you get stuck with one of them. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got stuck with Scorpion King Rock. <laughs> I'll trade you for the Be Cool Rock. <laughs> oh, That's a limited edition. Hang with that kid. He's got that one episode, one episode of Star Trek Voyager Rock. Friend. <laughs> Do you remember that episode? He had to, he had to fight seven and nine. <laughs> I I didn't see the episode, but being a <laughs> big wrestling fan i remember them like promoting it on yeah. smackdown <laughs> oh that's right yeah. yeah he's gonna be on there yeah you gotta watch it he played himself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had, i like, don't want to blow your mind but he played a space fighter <laughs> in a wrestling ring of some kind yeah. to the death and he had like one bump glued to his head it was wonderful <laughs> <laughs> he was so sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope the Rock was there. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> what is this? Well, uh, the Rock, this is Star Trek. No, I know that, but like, people watch this. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, the, the, the Rock's um, Voyager was uh, was Tom Hanks's bosom buddies. Everybody's got a. They got to start somewhere. <laughs> That's where he starts. Yeah. And now look at him. Now look at him. <laughs> opening three movies a year with the same character. That's what I'd ask him about, though. If it's like, oh, my God, you're The Rock. Do you remember that one time Chicote watched you, like, space wrestle? He's going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah, you fought that blonde lady. We lost, bro, bro, buddy. Uh. Where'd you let her be you? <laughs> Where'd you let Jerry Ryan be you? We know that we know that had to be in the the Voyager script because Jerry Ryan could never even when she's a robot she could never beat you. I don't think the Rock saying, Johnson. I knew that you, you'd really win. Uh, all right, let's. I want this to happen. I don't. I don't have any connections to Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but if I ever do, oh, please. Marco. Yeah, yeah. I want to meet him. Just want to shake his hand so I can say, like, you were in Tecumseh? Tecumseh? <laughs> it was called something like that. It starts with a T-S. I can't remember the episode. It's like season six or seven. <laughs> and I think you had an HBO show where you were a sports agent. Mm. Were, were you Arliss? Rock? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's get into the second half of this two-hour episode of Stab with, <laughs> with Marcos. We're trying to beat the Napoleon Dynamite episode. Yeah. <laughs> I need more drink to get there. Uh, Marco, your recipe yeah. for... Oh, yeah, here we are. Uh, let's, get a, let's get your recipe for that uncle who slips the kids a sip of his beer when their parents aren't looking. <laughs> At least half the recipe is in alimony. <laughs> Or, or child support will work as a substitute or mix both to your liking. <laughs> After that, three cups, hella good at football in high school. <laughs> Two tablespoons receding hairline. Mm-hmm. In a bowl, beat all ingredients just like daddy beat him because he could never bring himself to hit mom no matter how mouthy she got. Bring all ingredients to a boil. At family gatherings, usually once every two years, depending on if Aunt Dolores or and her perfect fucking husband, Lawrence, show up. <laughs> Cook on low for 20 to 30 years or until one parent dies so he can make a scene at the funeral. When done, add a dash of QAnon and serve, children, <laughs> serve to children who will think he's the cool uncle because it pisses off Lawrence so goddamn much. <laughs> FYDP, Richard. I don't know why I wrote Richard. <laughs> I think that was the. Is that the guy? That was Lawrence. Well, I thought it was Lawrence. If I, I guess I thought I, I think I was like his name's Richard. <laughs> He's disrespecting YTP his, Lawrence. <laughs> disrespecting his dad by calling him by the wrong name too. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Got his goat twice. Take that, Lawrence Richard. <laughs> Larry Dick. All right. <laughs> Take that, Larry. <laughs> All Dr. right. Segment four. Selling it on Craigslist. Let's charge ahead, shall we? Christmas is just around the corner, as previously mentioned. Meaning, you've got new things coming into an already overcrowded house, slash garage, slash storage shed, slash hoarder den, what have you. Let's make some room by selling a few choice items on the internet's oddly moist and cat hair covered blanket laid out on the sidewalk of the information superhighway. To wit, give us your Craigslist postings for the following things. Nick Coleman! <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's see your Craigslist posting for that old aircraft character, old aircraft carrier you said you were going to restore someday. <laughs> 1942 USS Lexington, 36 million or best offer, slight kamikaze damage, located 75 miles off the coast of Indonesia, must pick up. (laughs) Simple, straightforward, you don't want to get flowery because then you'll talk yourself out of selling it. Just get get this. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to become a coral reef. Fuck those fish. Take (laughs) Take this away. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Nick. You're welcome. <laughs> Alex, let's hear your Craigslist posting for a dumpster full of fine art. Look, uh, you want to be interesting, right? I got something for you here. I got a dumpster filled to the brim with art that you might have seen at a special location, uh, the Red Roof Inn off Stockton Boulevard. Mm. Uh, it's... <laughs> It's fucking a full dumpster of fine, genuine art, okay? Uh, You're looking for some sort of Jackson Pollock art painting? No, I don't have that. But my buddy Doug made a painting with 50 shades of brown. Uh, (laughs) Want a weird Picasso painting? Nope, don't have that. But I have my five-year-old pre-prodigy son (laughs) made a little uh, portrait of me with his fingers. Oh, and uh, don't worry, paintings aren't your thing. I got some sculptures, too. We don't have the David, but we have the Dave. That's a nude nude sculpture of my buddy Dave holding a 1994 Sears catalog. The the best year for that. Uh, So free to a good home that uh, has a Applebee's gift card for 30 bucks. (laughs) Oh, man. Thought it was free for a second, but he floated that. T- <laughs> <laughs> he attached that string. Oh, mm-hmm. Applebee doesn't. Gotta have- read the whole ad. Got 
I mean, does it have to be like a full fresh thirty dollar card, or it could it be a fifty dollar card that we spent like twenty bucks on? <laughs> Uh, deal. We got it. <laughs> right. He's flexible. Yeah, go to the Applebee's to get it. I need a thirty dollar gift card. I got to buy smart. <laughs> That's the fifth person dumpster. today. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta pick up the statue of Dave. <laughs> Ninety four. After that, the Sears catalog went to shit. Right. Sure. Top down. <laughs> All right, Marco. Let's hear. Your Craigslist ad uh, trying to offload Neptune. Used eighth planet plus moons. 164.8 year orbit, 30.1 AU distance, title in hand, clean. Only planet found by mathematical prediction rather than empirical observation. Mileage is high, but it's all freeway miles. Faint and, frag- faint and fragmented ring system from previous owner. But it's hardly noticeable. Low ballers will be ignored. Asking 1100 or trade for 2007 Gibson Les Paul Billy Joe Armstrong signature or a touch bar MacBook Pro 2017 or newer. Oh, man. I mean, if you could just get a Neptune and then flip those moons, you're making money. Oh, boom. <laughs> it's crazy how people are doing this shit. We need right. to get on this. They always ignore the moons. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think about the value of a good moon. Mm. It's just We're more a rock likely to find a planet. moon than we are a planet. Yeah. <laughs> this guy knows his moons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you, might, you don't know where to put a planet, but you can get a moon. I can find a place for a moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me I mean, give give me a half hour. I'll talk to my moon guy. We'll get you. Some- <laughs> you want craters in this thing? You want peaks and valleys, or you want it smooth? You want a gas giant? I can get you a gas giant. <laughs> you want you want something maybe with some subterranean uh, like liquid water? That's going to be a little costlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you want a, a double dark side of the moon? Uh, I'm going to talk to a manager. Okay, let me, let me talk to my manager. See if we, we can, can get, <laughs> we can get you we can get some monoliths pre-installed on this ship you can mm-hmm. just discover. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> or if you really want it cheap, we've just got a lot where you can just you can just film you buying your moon. <laughs> just send that to your friends. What do those jagovs know? <laughs> All right. And finally, naturally, we couldn't do this show with you three without having segment five, movie makeup. Um, if I know anything about any of you, which I like to think I don't, it's that you've all heard of flickers, picture shows, the old devil's moving novel, <laughs> <laughs> movies, as it were. So, you all seem perfectly well-suited to give me the, your synopses of made-up movies based on the following titles, mined from the depths of 7thSanctum.com's many random title generators. That's where I go. They have so many things. I can't even remember which ones I got you guys these from. Um, firstly, Nick. Oh, looking forward to the. I'm looking forward to all of them, but this one was ridiculous. Uh, Nick Coleman, let me hear your synopsis for your movie, <laughs> Jake Justice and the Blasters of the Past. The multiverse is unraveling, and all signs point to one dimension as the source. In this alternate universe, instead of becoming a professional wrestler, Jake the Snake Roberts of WWE fame became a Supreme Court Justice. This single event caused every other's timeline to collapse. <coughs> now, the version of Jake Roberts, who became an interdimensional detective, must team up with Supreme Court Justice Jake Roberts to go back in time and kill young Jake Roberts to stop him from becoming a Supreme Court Justice. But when Supreme Court Justice Jake sees little Jake, he can't do it. So instead, he teaches him to love wrestling. And in that timeline... Little Jake Roberts becomes professional wrestler Jake Justice with the whole judge robe and gavel theme going on and his like finishing move is I didn't finish that. Interdimensional detective Jake Roberts says, Well, you can't I'm I'm just telling you the whole movie now. Yeah, do it. Uh, <laughs> well, you can't both exist in his timeline, so you should have just shot him, stupid. And then he shoots Supreme Court Justice Jake Roberts in the face and rides off on a white horse into the sunset. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, I thought there'd be more. You set me up for more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's Jake Justice. 
and the blasters. Abrupt of the past. ending. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Indie style. Yeah. Ambiguous. What? Did they just? Is it over? Well, wait. What even they happened? Didn't, they didn't just. They didn't just kill Justice Roberts, did they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I forgot. Yeah, Jake Justice and the Blasters of the Past. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and your description of Jake Justice's uh, wrestling gimmick is much better than uh, Sid Justice. Uh, <laughs> so, well done. Is that, is that an actual... It is was. Is there a wrestling with that gimmick? Okay. I don't know it's that like he actually... Sid, yeah. yeah. I don't know that I he actually I stopped watching after, after the Stone Cold and Rock era. I think that was, at, like, before that. Oh, really? And then came cool. Psycho Sid, I think. Well, and, fuck yeah, me. So, so, <laughs> many, so many versions of Sid. Uh, there's, a, there's a fantastic Instagram account called WrestleBotch. And they have like a Saturday Sid or whatever because he's just he's messed up so many times, so many interviews. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Give, give it a follow. <laughs> What's it called? Wrestle Botch. Wrestle Botch. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, Nick Coleman, uh, how can uh, folk enjoy uh, Nick Coleman on the internet or beyond uh, outside of you know this one appearance here? How can people find more Nick Coleman? They can. Huh. Well. <laughs> I'm I'm an in person only kind of guy. No. Uh, in person, no mask. Let's just meet up and spit in each other's mouths. <laughs> um, uh, I, I believe there's an Instagram below my head yep. right here, uh, and then I have a YouTube channel that I don't know the URL of. Um, I think I think it's still Let's Get Weird Sketch Comedy, even though I stopped doing sketch comedy years ago, yeah. <laughs> or making you know I switched gears. Sure. Um, but it is connected. It's in the link in bio of my Instagram. Well, there we uh, go. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I always post everything on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Stroker Ace. <laughs> it looks like it says Stroke Race, but it's supposed to be the Burt Reynolds movie Stroker Ace. And, I didn't, and I, it won't, they won't let me change it. So it just looks like I'm a pervert who wants to race people while masturbating. <laughs> Or yeah, or just like a, a masturbation race, just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> racing people. But I, I, I think I like your twist on it more. <laughs> racing, <laughs> racing while <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> Somehow I saw it as a running race. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> less dangerous, also yeah. more visual. People, no, it's, like, it's a Burt Reynolds movie. He's 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 riding in his Trans Am well, yeah. or something. No, we, you can't cross the finish line until you finish, dude. So, yeah, yeah. dude, let's uh, let's flip some planets. Let's start doing these stroke races. We're sitting on all kinds of ideas here, guys. We need to quit fucking around. It's we Nick should... Coleman's stroke race <laughs> <laughs> coming to whatever. Spike became. (laughs) 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 Nick Coleman stroke race. Can't finish until you finish. (laughs) 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 All right, Alex, let's hear your synopsis for. I I couldn't not get this one when I saw it. Uh, Super dimensional gorilla driver. All right. Um, so now the little backstory on this movie. Uh, it was originally supposed to be released like in the mid 2000s. Mm. Um, but just the dispute on pay put a hold to it ever getting released here. Um, now the movie, Super Dimensional Gorilla Driver, mm-hmm. the gorilla refers to the hip hop group G Unit. Your lead is 50 Cent. We also have your buddy Young Buck and the game. Uh, There's other guys that are involved in G-Unit. And uh, 50 Cent drives a Cadillac that goes to the year 3000 in which, like, hip-hop is not allowed anymore. It's all, like, synthwave, just, like, very, like, computer sounds. Um, And 50 Cent, Game, Young Buck... Those other guys that I can't remember their names offhand. The rest um, of the unit, yeah. Yes. <laughs> they have to put on the craziest raw hip-hop show for the president, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Sure. There's no emotion. Uh, <laughs> in order to get back, to drive their Cadillac back to the year 2005. <laughs> mm. 
Um, the love interest is uh, Zoe Deschanel. Um, she uh, just doesn't understand the hip hop, and then you know they uh, play the song uh, "Party in the Club." That's in the soundtrack. Uh, the candy stick or lollipop song, whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the game songs, but uh, I, I know he had some hits. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they again they need to play the concert to get back to uh, back to Detroit in 2005. Um, if you uh, if you do want to see this, um, it is streaming on, at every uh, Shell gas station it, on the little monitors. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so you just uh, you know pump up, watch a couple uh, couple minutes of it. And get going. Uh, oh, and uh, it's directed by Michael Bay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> How could it not be? <laughs> <laughs> Alex Shoemaker's super dimensional gorilla driver. Uh, a little little fun fact. Uh, it was a, a, an adaptation of a rejected Bill and Ted 3 script. So <laughs> <laughs> they made it work. Where Keanu says no, 50 says yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was really the rest of the unit that was right. <laughs> the unknown, unnamed rest of unit. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you so much. Well done on your first appearance with us. Um, we already sort of went over it, but you may have other places where people can enjoy Alex Shoemaker out in the wild. Yeah, um, I know the uh, the Instagrams uh, below there that um, it's mostly. Uh, promoting the bad flick show or like random wrestling stuff uh, so if you en enjoy that it's going to be one of the two i'm going to spam you with shows that i'm in or just like random pictures of me with with wrestlers uh, so if that's your wheelhouse that's your venn diagram yeah follow me uh and then yeah also yeah follow the bad flick show on facebook um yeah um i try to keep that up to date and um you already know who the guests are going to be and everything like that so cool cool well, awesome. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And Marco, where can people get heaping helpings of steaming gobs of Marco Cabote before we get your movie makeup and run fast and far away from this episode? <laughs> uh, I get, I, well, apparently I have an Instagram. I was looking at that. I was like, I'm going to follow Alex. I already do. Um, so good on me. Beforehand. Um, and I have a YouTube channel. I think it's called the same thing. And I have a Twitter. <laughs> I think I've, I've tweeted three things. Yeah. So you could definitely follow me while I do nothing. <laughs> and I blow on my Nintendo cartridges at home. They can follow knowing that eventually maybe you'll do something. I might. <laughs> Yeah, my my uh, my Twitter account is is similarly populated. Um, I just got back recently to uh, resuming my campaign, harassing Crackle to pick up this show. <laughs> I'll have to check that. I, I think you're the person I see use Twitter because I occasionally I'm like, oh wait, I have a Twitter. And I look through it, and I'm like, oh, I remember why I don't use this. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, but Jesse's saying things. <laughs> Who likes it? Who's engaging? Nobody. I don't know oh, how Twitter nobody. works. Oh. I don't even know how to get Gregory Crackle to make us a Crackle original. <laughs> <laughs> I assume yeah. that's I assume that's his name. That's the founder. I'm the same on Twitter. I I post I post like once a year. Yeah. And I I say like I'm gonna figure out how to get into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. I said like one thing I thought was funny on it. I'm like that's funny. <laughs> and like nobody cared. I'm like fuck you. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. I said something about Striper. I think that was it. You guys remember Striper? Like 80s hair metal? They band? were Christian hair metal. Yeah. <laughs> they but but they rock so hard. I bought a Striper album and I was like, this is what I put on Twitter. I was like, okay, well shit. I guess I do want to hear more about my Lord and Savior. <laughs> All right, you won me over. That, no, never mind. I was thinking, um, the uh, the kid and Beavis and Butthead hit his his band. It was Winger though. Winger was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Winger. Yeah. <laughs> He's only seventeen. <laughs> that was the Winger song. All right, it's well, now, Winger. well, well, Marco being so influenced by Striper dovetails perfectly into his final prompt here. 
Let's hear your synopsis for, for the made-up movie, The Death of Hell. <laughs> James Hell was a cop in New York. <laughs> or at least he used to be before his partner was gunned down in a sting operation gone wrong. Now he's a vigilante out for justice. That's when a new partner walked into his life. Jack Death, New Jersey cop whose partner he couldn't save in a sting operation gone bad on the rival gang to that other gang. Now James Hell and Jack Death must become partners in revenge and maybe, just maybe, partners in love. <laughs> the Death of Hell is a searing love story of pain, growing, and redemption as two partners who couldn't save their partners save each other. Rated R for language. And FYDP, baby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so many dads taking it. <laughs> and that was Stab. Please weirdly clap alone in your own home one more time for tonight's wonderful panelists, Nick Coleman, Alex Shoemaker, and Marco Cabote. And if you like to watch the Stab Show live every week, just like you have tonight, well, all you have to do is tune in to Stab Comedy Theater TV Thursday nights at 8 p.m., and you'll find it there, saving you a seat. Or, if you'd rather take the Stab Show on the road with you any old time, then check it out in podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Podknife. Thank you again for tuning in, everyone. Until next time, I've been Jesse Jones, and if you're lucky, you'll never have to worry about that happening to you. Good night! <laughs> Good night!